Chapter Two of the House in the Mist by Anna Catherine Green. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Caroline. Chapter Two, with my ear to the wainscoting. No move more unwise could have been made by the old lawyer, that is, if his intention had been to rid himself of an unwelcome witness. For finding myself thrust thus suddenly from the scene. I naturally stood still instead of mounting the stairs, and by standing still discovered that though shut from sight I was not from sound. Distinctly through the panel of the door, which was much thinner, no doubt, than the old fox imagined, I heard one of the men present shout out, "'Well, that makes the number less by one!' The murmur which followed this remark came plainly to my ears, and gently rejoicing over what I considered my good luck, I settled myself on the lowest step of the stairs, in the hope of catching some word which would reveal to me the mystery of this scene. It was not long in coming. Old Smeed had now his audience before him in good shape, and his next words were of a character to make evident the purpose of this meeting. Heirs of Anthony Westonor, deceased, he began in a sing-song voice strangely unmusical. I congratulate you upon your good fortune at being at this especial moment on the inner rather than the outer side of your amiable relative's front door. His will, which you have assembled to hear read, is well known to you. By it his whole property— not so large as some of you might wish, but yet a goodly property for farmers like yourselves, is to be divided this night, share and share alike, among such of his relatives as have found it convenient to be present here between the strokes of half-past seven and eight. If some of our friends have failed us through sloth, sickness, or the misfortune of mistaking the road, they have our sympathy, but they cannot have his dollars. "'Cannot have his dollars,' echoed a rasping voice which, from its smothered sound, probably came from the bearded lips of the old reprobate in the chair. The lawyer waited for one or two other repetitions of this phrase, a phrase which, for some unimaginable reason, seemed to give him an odd sort of pleasure. Then he went on with greater distinctness and a certain sly emphasis, chilling in effect, but very professional. Ladies and gentlemen, shall I read his will? No, no, the division, the division, tell us what we are to have, rose in a shout about him. There was a pause. I could imagine the sharp eyes of the lawyer travelling from face to face, as each thus gave voice to his cupidity, and the thin curl of his lips as he remarked in a slow tantalising way. There was more in the old man's clutches than you think. A gasp of greed shook the partition against which my ear was pressed. Someone must have drawn up against the wainscoting since my departure from the room. I found myself wondering which of them it was. Meanwhile old Smeed was having his say, with the smoothness of a man who perfectly understands what is required of him. 
mr westonor would not have put you to so much trouble or had you wait so long if he had not expected to reward you amply there are shares in this bag which are worth thousands instead of hundreds now now stop that hands off hands off there are calculations to make first how many of you are there count up some of you nine called out a voice with such rapacious eagerness that the word was almost unintelligible nine how slowly the old knave spoke what pleasure he seemed to take in the suspense he purposely made as exasperating as possible well if each one gets his share he may count himself richer by two hundred thousand dollars than when he came in here to-night two hundred thousand dollars they had expected no more than thirty surprise made them speechless that is for a moment then a pandemonium of hurrahs shrieks and loud-voiced enthusiasm made the room ring till wonder seized them again and a sudden silence fell through which i caught a far-off wail of grief from the disappointed ones without which heard in the dark and narrow place in which i was confined had a peculiarly weird and desolate effect perhaps it likewise was heard by some of the fortunate ones within perhaps one head to mark which in this moment of universal elation i would have given a year from my life turned toward the dark without in recognition of the despair thus piteously voiced but if so no token of the same came to me and i could but hope that she had shown by some such movement the natural sympathy of her sex meanwhile the lawyer was addressing the company in his smoothest and most sarcastic tones mr westonor was a wise man a very wise man he droned he foresaw what your pleasure would be and left a letter for you but before i read it before i invite you to the board he ordered to be spread for you in honour of this happy occasion there is one appeal he bade me make to those i should find assembled here as you know he was not personally acquainted with all the children and grandchildren of his many brothers and sisters salmon's sons for instance were perfect strangers to him and all those boys and girls of the evans branch have never been long enough this side of the mountains for him to know their names much less their temper or their lives yet his heirs or such was his wish his great wish must be honest men righteous in their dealings and of stainless lives if therefore any one among you feels that for reasons he need not state he has no right to accept his share of anthony westonor's bounty then that person is requested to withdraw before this letter to his heirs is read withdraw was the man a fool withdraw these cormorants these suckers of blood these harpies and vultures i laughed as i imagined sneaking hector malicious luke or brutal john responding to this naive appeal and then found myself wondering why no echo of my mirth came from the men themselves they must have seen much more plainly than i did the ludicrousness of their weak old kinsman's demand 
yet luke was still hector was still and even john and the three or four others i have mentioned gave forth no audible token of disdain or surprise i was asking myself what sentiment of awe or fear restrained these selfish souls when i became conscious of a movement within which presently resolved itself into a departing footstep some conscience there had been awakened some one was crossing the floor towards the door who i waited in anxious expectancy for the word which was to enlighten me happily it came soon and from the old lawyer's lips you do not feel yourself worthy he queried in tones i had not heard from him before why what have you done that you should forego an inheritance to which these others feel themselves honestly entitled the voice which answered gave both my mind and heart a shock it was she who had risen at this call she the only true-faced person there anxiously i listened for her reply alas it was one of action rather than speech as i afterward heard she simply opened her long cloak and showed a little infant slumbering in her arms this is my reason said she i have sinned in the eyes of the world therefore i cannot take my share of uncle anthony's money i did not know he exacted an unblemished record from those he expected to enrich or i would not have come the sob which followed these last words showed at what a cost she had thus renounced a fortune of which she of all present perhaps stood in the greatest need but there was no lingering in her step and to me who understood her fault only through the faint sound of infantile wailing which accompanied her departure there was a nobility in her action which raised her in an instant to an almost ideal height of unselfish virtue perhaps they felt this too perhaps even these hardened men and the more than hardened woman whose presence was in itself a blight recognized heroism when they saw it for when the lawyer with a certain obvious reluctance laid his hand on the bolts of the door with the remark this is not my work you know i am but following out instructions very minutely given me the smothered growls and grunts which rose in reply lacked the venom which had been infused into all their previous comments i think our friends out there are far enough withdrawn by this time for us to hazard the opening of the door the lawyer now remarked madam i hope you will speedily find your way to some comfortable shelter then the door opened and after a moment closed again in a silence which at least was respectful then i warrant there was not a soul remaining who had not already figured in his mind to what extent his own fortune had been increased by the failure of one of their number to inherit as for me my whole interest in the affair was at an end and i was only anxious to find my way to where this desolate woman faced the mist with her unfed baby in her arms. End of chapter 2